and welcome to episode 21 of Ranger Pod, the podcast that's biting into the morphing grid one episode at a time. It's day five of the Green Ranger saga, Green with Evil part five. So excited to be here. Woo! I'm PDT. Yep, it's party time. We've finally reached the end of Green Ranger week. Um, so awesome. I'm PDT and that idiot shouting in the background is Grax. Oh man, this is like fantastic episode ever it's just everything everything i could possibly want well apart from a real woman apart from a real woman but um (laughs) so because today we are looking at green with evil part five breaking the spell i mean i have to say i'm really glad that these episodes didn't have episode titles when they aired in the uk Mm. because i think some of you know breaking the spell no spoilers, but yeah, this is the one where they break the spell on Tommy. <laughs> okay, that that's a little bit... Uh, hmm. They could have thought of a better title, perhaps, to keep the I air think of so. mystery. Although something I didn't mention on Wednesday oh? was that part, part three, The Rescue, was originally called Desperately Seeking Scorpina. That that just sounds just like my day-to-day love life, really. <laughs> well, quite. I mean, it's a much better title than The Rescue if you ask me. Mm. But nobody did, because I was, like, ten. (laughs) Okay. Grax, I'm not going to talk on the phone today. I might interrupt you. Uh, Let's see what happens. Take it away, buddy. The heroes are still in shock about Tommy being the Green Ranger and how Tommy must be under Rita's spell. Meanwhile, on the moon, the bad guys are toasting and drinking to the end of the Power Rangers. Finally. The heroes then deduce that they should try and find Tommy while Alpha tries to contact Zordon. Meanwhile, at the Juice and Jim Bar, Bulk, Skull, Ernie and everybody else are watching footage of Giant Goldar and Rita on the TV in a rather passive manner. Like nothing really happened. Like exactly nothing really happened. Carry on. Kimberly asks Ernie where Tommy is and Ernie says, oh, Tommy's over there. That was a bit easy. So Kimberly approaches Tommy, tells him that she knows that he is the Green Ranger. And Tommy's all like, yeah, so what? I know who you are. You can't defeat my Empress Rita. We're going to destroy you. Back on the moon, Rita calls upon the deadliest of monsters. Godzilla! Yes, Godzilla rises from the well, sea. This and tra- didn't happen. Oh, this did so- not happen. Sorry. Dragonzord. Yes, yeah, the Dragonzord go. rises from the sea and trashes a random dockyard. Dragonzord could kick Godzilla's ass. Oh, oh no, this is not the time to discuss such fantasies. <laughs> uh, Alpha does some more searching in a command center with some database access and is looking good, but back on Earth, Kimberly tells the other heroes that Tommy is definitely the Green Ranger with his green eyes. But they already know that and tommy knows their secret identities then trini runs in and announces like a, a, a giant monster not godzilla is destroying a town it's morphing time at seven minutes and 45 seconds the power rangers they confront the dragon zord and the green ranger on the city rooftops the green ranger plays on his dagger flute that makes the dragon sword shoots missiles finger missiles at the power rangers boom jason tries his hardest to talk tommy out of being a bad guy but tommy just won't listen he keeps jamming on his flute dagger and the dragon sword continues to attack everything explosions everywhere i mean i feel conflicted because you're being very slow but this is very cool suddenly back at the command center alpha finally is established a strong connection to Zordon. Zordon tells Alpha to tell it's the Rangers. Love. To... <laughs> he tells Alpha to tell the Rangers to go back to the Zords and destroy the Sword of Darkness, thereby freeing Tommy from Rita's spell. Earthquake! 
Oh, wait. The Rangers' power coins. They're glowing! The Rangers are teleported out. The ground splits apart. The dinosaurs, the Xynosaurs, rise from the lava. One at a time. The heroes don't jump back into the swords. This is so epic! EpicMoneySupermarket.com <laughs> Then it's the Dragonzord versus the Tyrannosaurs. Mono e mono. The two Zords. They fight each other with such ferocity. As if it was with Jason and Tommy fighting one on one. Jason gets the upper hand and the heroes merge to form the Megazords. And they throw the Dragon Zord, slash, chop into a mountain. Directly into a mountain. Yeah. Then, I felt the need to say that. You needed to say that. And then it's the Red Ranger and the Green Ranger. They come after the Zords to face each other man to man. This is so amazing. The sword fighting, the lasers, the explosions. But finally, in the end, it's the Red Ranger beating the Green Ranger. And he, the Red Ranger shoots the Sword of Darkness, instantly freeing Tommy of Rita's control. That was easy. Should have done that like three episodes ago. Should have done that three episodes ago. <laughs> Tommy feels remorse for his actions and wants to make amends for his badness by joining the five heroes. Five becomes six. Handshakes. It's morphing time once again at 15 minutes and 53 seconds. And then Zordon explains that the Dragon Zord can merge it with a Megazord to form the Dragon Zord in fighting mode. Rita winds on the moon. The episode ends at the command center with the three rules being told to Tommy and everybody's cheering. The end. Wow, there we go. Green Ranger is part of the team, guys. Whoever saw that coming? I didn't. Well, you're an idiot then. Oh. <laughs> it was obviously coming. Oh, man. Oh, all that fighting. That, that was some of the best fighting, if not the best fighting, I have ever seen in all 21 episodes of the Power yeah. Rangers. I mean, look, I say it was obviously coming. At the time, it wasn't necessarily. I mean, okay, I guess he gets added to the title sequence, so it... That kind of shows it. But if you hadn't been paying attention to that, there's no reason to think that he's definitely going to show up again. Mm. But then again, I remember that VR Troopers, the similar series that Saban did, they had an arc where they introduced a kind of evil trooper, as it mm. were, and he didn't end up becoming part of the team at the end. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there was no reason to think at the time, certainly for me watching it, that he was ever going to be part of the team. But I think, I think throughout... Uh, TV history and movie history some of the best fights possible is not necessarily where there's a small guy fighting a giant guy but it's the bad guys and the good guys who are of same height and similar powers where it's a real test of good versus evil and equal fighting grounds they're some of the best fights you get out there yeah no I think you're right and I mean I've got to say I think the final fight is a bit lame is that the one where the Green Ranger and the Red Rangers are on the ground fighting each other yeah I, I, I don't really buy it in the American one for some reason it just seems a bit short and a bit rubbish I think that's the word key word there being short I can imagine that in the Zoo Ranger stuff, it's much longer, a lot, a much more dramatic. It is a bit longer. We'll go there. We'll go there later. Only a bit longer. Well, there's some unmorphed stuff, and then the morphed stuff. Oh, I see. Actually, sod it. Should we go there? Let's let's do it. Let's do it, because yeah, then we can start to talk about how everything ties together. Mm. So I, I, I want to see how the how awesome the Zoo Ranger is compared to how awesome the American show is. Well, first of all, this is made up of two Zoo Ranger episodes. What Zoo Ranger twenty one and twenty two? That's why it's so action packed in the American one. Because it's two episodes of footage. Ah. So picking up from last time, Geki blames himself for the fall of Daijujin. Up on the moon. I don't think we saw this in the episode. There's putties with trumpets. No, we didn't see that. All we saw was the... uh, The toasting. The toasting, yes. Yeah, so there's putties with trumpets and there's putties serving food and things. It's, 
yeah, a whole weekend going on. Uh, Graforta and Lammy have a nice kiss. They're like, oh, I, I guess they've made up from the sexism of yesterday. I got up, Brecky said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, babe. I didn't mean that. Will you forgive me? Yeah, I mean, I guess it was probably more gruff than that, but it's probably more like, let's have really awesome makeup sex. Absolutely. Because let's face it, between Goldar and Lammy, it's going to be. It's going to be. Anyway, let's roughest. move on from that image. No, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> because that's when Barai makes his move. He like goes at Rita with his sword, and she retaliates by throwing a drink in his face. Ooh. Yeah. Snap. And then she like disappears and reappears like in the sky above the moon. And she breathes fire at him and zaps lightning at him. And wow. he falls o- he falls over the balcony and instead of falling onto the moon, he just like falls into space and then down to earth. And he lands in this like forest where he's terrified because he can just hear this like disembodied laughter. And there's this girl who's painted white and in white robes and things, bouncing a ball. And she's like, I've been waiting for you. That's not scary at all. It, it is kind of scary. She's deliberately creepy. Yeah. So she leads him to this, like, timeless room where she explains that time doesn't pass in the room. But in the real world, he only has 30 hours left to live. There's a green candle in the room, which is counting down his life. She then gives him the Zhu token, which is the dragon dagger. And he's like, I don't believe you. Uh, I'm going to wish myself out there because that's the, what the Zhuzokan allows. He can wish on it and go back into the real world. So, yeah, Dragon Caesar turns up when he plays the flute. And Dragon Caesar obviously being Dragon Sword. Hoodie Girl explains this is your guardian beast. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Geki has been gone for two days. So I guess all this has happened over the space of a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Don't know what Bandora's been doing in the meantime. but Celebrating, obviously. Yep, just getting really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Again, as with the Goldar thing yesterday, when Dragon Caesar's like coming up, there's lots of intercut shots of like Japanese people. First of all, getting splashed, and then obviously running away as Dragon Sword tries to do so much damage. Mm. Just lots of fleeing. Burai says, you know, crush everything in sight. And down there, you've got Geki who's turned up and he's trying to help like civilians. Burai sees him and is just like, ah, you're in trouble now. So he sends in his Zord to kind of... And he goes down. And Geki looks up at him and goes, Barai, is this your doing? It's like, obviously. Obviously it's his doing. He's almost as thick as a Power Ranger. But it turns out at this point, Geki is ready to do what's necessary. He's ready to kill Barai. Oh my word. So they morph and he fi- the Dragon Zord fires its missiles everywhere. Bandora's actually... Now, this is interesting... Bandora sends Griforza and Lamy to attack the Dragon Sword. What? Yep, because obviously he he's trying to take the Earth for himself. So she's oh, like, no. double cross! Yep, Golden on Scorpina, get down there, start attacking. The- and I'm 99% sure we see this footage in Power Rangers at a later point, you know, when Tommy's actually good. But this is where it comes in here. The whole climactic thing is actually Barai fighting Griforza and Lamy. And a shot I wish they hadn't put in at the end of Ranger 21 is Barza praying to the gods of the Guardian Beasts for their return. And I wish they hadn't put that in, because obviously at the beginning of the next episode is the ground opening up, an earthquake, dramatic choirs as the beasts return. They turn up, they sort of pop up in the clouds, mm. and everyone rejoices. Like Even like there's a construction worker who's just like, the Guardian Beasts are back! So I guess just everyone knows. And then Barza's like, of course, magma is full of Gaiatron! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Gaiatron. So it wasn't burning at all, it was healing because of the Gaiatron. <laughs> um, so yeah, Bandora sees this and she's like, ah, oh, recalls her guys. But the beasts are like, no, don't come aboard. 
because Tyrannosaurus wants to go at it with Dragon Caesar on his own. Oh, that so, explains that footage. Yeah. So Tyrannosaurus and Dragon Caesar fight. Geki and Barai fight on the ground. So it's more like intercut than the American one. Oh, the so Im- they're both fighting at the same time, the Zords and the Power yes. Rangers. Yeah. That sounds incredible. That should have that should be a thing. Yeah, no, I mean that does make it a lot more exciting. The fact that when you know when there's a lull in the Geki Barai fight, you cut to the Dragon Zord versus the Tyrannosaurus. But, so yeah, they're fighting, and again the Zoo Rangers go up to Geki, and he's like, "No, don't interfere. This is between me and my brother." Barai powers down. Dragon Caesar's beaten, and the Daijujin is just out for it at this point. He tosses him around, obviously throws him into the mountain, mm-hmm. and it's and the then Daijujin is like, "Geki, you must finish off Barai just as I'm finishing off Dragon Caesar." So Geki gets his sword and he's ready to finish it, but he stabs it down. And obviously he does that very tropey thing, stabbing next to Barai's head. He can't quite bring himself to do it. So then he starts to walk away and Barai follows him with the sword and he freezes. And Geki's like, if you hate me so much, strike me down now. Go on, do it. And then Barai can't do it. And he like collapses and he's just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I needed to blame someone for the fact both my parents were dead. And he begs for forgiveness and his tears destroy the sword. And then Dijujin's... The tears destroy the sword. Oh, whoa, whoa. In the Power Rangers stuff, he shoots with a gun and it's the gun laser that destroys it. Yeah, in the Power Rangers, the gun laser destroys it. There's the shot before that where, obviously, he knocks them out. That's Japanese footage. The actual Mm -hmm. shot of the laser destroying the sword is American footage. Ah, so you could destroy weapons with tears. Well, I guess because it's an evil sword and he, he's got tears of redemption. I don't know. It's Japanese, man. It's Japanese. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Daijujin's like, his hatred is vanished. And so, yep, yeah, again, they've transformed and all that stuff that happens in the end of the American episode happens in the Japanese one. But it's Daijujin this time who's like, no, show us your transformations. And they morph and he's like, oh, you've got a new ally now. Gurujin. It's the Dragon Zord in battle mode. And then Barai then disappears. He goes back to the Laplace room where it's revealed that he's only got 25 hours and 50 minutes left. <gasps> ba, ba, ba. Yeah. So it's not all a happy ending. It's not. The hooded girl is revealed to be Clotho, the spirit of life. And she's like, yeah, you've got 25 hours left outside of this room. So it kind of ends on all the Zoo Rangers looking for Barai and going, Barai, where'd you go? Ah, And that's it. The end. So there's, it's kind of a to be continued. You know? It kind of is, and it's kind of bittersweet. And this, and the way you're describing it, there's so much drama and so much emotion, which sounds great. I do have a question though. The bit where you said you wish that the end of the episode, um, I forget the guy's name. You did, do you want, you did not want him to pray at the end of the episode. No, I didn't want him to pray at the end of the first part because it makes it very obvious how the how Daijujin's going to come back in the next episode. I think they should have say yeah, move that to the beginning of the next episode, show him praying then, and yeah, that that just makes it better for me. But I can see why they did the ending because it gives you a glimmer of hope. It gives you something to go back to look forward to for the next episode. But yeah, I, can I see don't, your point. I don't like that in a cliffhanger though. You don't, you kind of don't want the glimmer of hope when it's a cliffhanger. Yeah, I suppose that's true. It's, it's always danger or something negative is happening. Yeah. Hmm. Whereas this one was very much like, well, that's how they're going to get out of that one then. It was just an unnecessary shot. Fair enough. Okay. So, back to Power Rangers. Mm. 
Ah, oh, there's a lot going on in this one. I mean, it, it did annoy me that Bulk and Skull and the Youth Centre were all back to normal. I think you mentioned this, but yeah, it's... <laughs> well, there was some serious structural damage happening in the Youth Centre last time. You know, beams were falling from the ceiling. Well, they're being thrown from the ceiling from somebody off well, set. Well, yeah. That almost missed Bulk from his eating his ice cream. But that, after that, no, absolutely fine. And no, you wouldn't have ever known that there was earthquakes and gold destruction. And no one cared. It was like they were watching a boring episode of zoo ranger yeah i well and ernie's like yeah well uh, isn't that terrible Mm." (laughs) exactly it's all back to normal so quickly i didn't like that no i've got to say someone who did ernie stripes in this episode was alpha you know he's got the whole thing of bucking them up at the start of the episode Mm -hmm. and he actually does that really well he's yeah he's not being a dick for a change yeah he has I like helped that. tremendously, and I mean the bit where he goes through the databases—that's a bit of a insignificant part, really, just to advance the plot. But yeah, you're right. The motivation, the pep talk, was yeah. very much imp- appreciated. Yeah, no, I I agree. Yeah, it's. I mean, all of the Rangers were pretty much stupid at one point or another in the episode. Pretty much when they all got together, and, and Kimberly was saying, "Yeah, turns out Tommy, he's the Green Ranger with the green eyes." Well. That's not the bit that annoyed me. The bit that annoyed me when she says he's definitely out to get us. It's like, <laughs> what part of the previous four episodes did not give you that idea? <laughs> you know, we've been watching this for four days now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it's like, well, she had to be sure because obviously he's under the spell. I mean, Jason actually says Tommy has to be under Rita's spell because yeah. that's the only way that Tommy doesn't fancy Kim. That gives Kimberly well, relief. Quite. Even though we only met him like yesterday. I mean, I don't know how long this takes place over, but they've only met him that week, surely. God, you're right. I, this, I'd never thought about this. The entire saga has been going on for a day. Yeah. That's like a really busy day. <laughs> but then how do they reconstruct the Juice and Jim bar in less than a day? Ernie's just that good. Yeah. I believe when he gets written out of the series, it is to do a construction project. So maybe he is shit up at doing <laughs> construction. Clearly, he is more of a talented man than we give him credit. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, second bit of Ranger stupidity was Trini saying there's a monster attacking. It's like, come on. Obviously, there's a monster attacking. You've lost. Goldar was already attacking last episode. There were three monsters attacking when the Gold- when the Megazord got destroyed. Why is this a surprise to you? You should do what Ernie did and watch the TV and go, oh, it is a new creature. It is Godzilla. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why it never clicked with me when I was a youngster, but watching this back with uh, the Dragon Sword rising from the sea, it is such a Godzilla ripoff. Well... I'm wondering who Godzilla is in this episode, because sure, Dragon Sword has the whole coming out the sea thing, just like Godzilla. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing I was missing. Was... But the one who has the Godzilla moves in the final battle is the Tyrannosaurus. Yes, he does, jumping he does on the his whole... tail to do the dropkick. Yeah, that's a proper, like, straight out Godzilla move. So, I mean, they're both clearly influenced. It's a proper kind of monster fight, you know. Yeah, it's probably the best Zord fight I've seen throughout the 21 episodes so far definitely i hope they do more of that i mean i actually like them more the individual dinosaur fights than the megazord fights i've noticed they don't happen very often i mean there is basically some i know that in episodes to come there is basically megazord porn where you've got like shape-changing villains who can change into all the megazords and i'm not going to spoil it for you but yeah there's some pretty cool zordon zord fights 
Nice, I like that. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. But yeah, and the the biggest bit of idiocy in the episode comes from Jason, who I feel nearly destroyed the whole thing when he turns up and he's like, Zordon says we have to destroy your sword. I was like, don't bloody tell him. <laughs> That's the one does, ace you've got I... up your sleeve. Don't <laughs> tell him. <laughs> Oh, that that annoyed me so much. It completely missed me. I missed that entirely. Now that you say it, you're absolutely right. You don't tell the enemy what's going on. Although I'm I'm sure Tommy knew. Yeah, probably. I mean, it should not have been a secret to anyone. It should not have been a tricky puzzle to solve. But still, don't tell everyone. Well, yeah, but the fact it took Zordon to tell them to destroy the sword. I mean, that sword is clearly evil. The Sword of Darkness? What was your first clue? Yeah, well, exactly. When this whole saga began, I, I was critiquing. I, I was commenting about how Rita put Tommy under the spell, but then she doubled the spell up by using the Sword of Darkness. I think that seems a bit yeah. superfluous because she's showing under the spell. But as soon as the sword was destroyed, instantly broken spell. So uh, I find it interesting. Probably because the main spell had worn off by that point, but it was Must already it was being backed up by the Hell Sword. But here's an interesting question: Now that Tommy has been under Rita's spell previously. Yeah. Does that mean he's more or less uh, susceptible to her spells in the future? Um, depends what kind of spell you mean. That's going to be oh, that's going to that's going to be an issue at some point. That's really? all I'll say. Yeah. Oh. Mm. They'd never seriously toy with him becoming evil again. But oh, what about mind control? Has as that is, uh, question ever been brought up again? Not really. No. There, but there is definitely a price to be paid for having been under Rita's employ. Now, that's all I'll say uh, for now. Oh, mysterious. Yeah. So, as you say, this is the first episode uh, that we see Dragonzord. And, yeah, he's a bit of a Godzilla thing. I mean, I as a kid, I thought he was really cool. And I'll be honest, as I speak, I'm looking at my toy of Dragonzord that I didn't buy as a kid, but I bought it a couple of years ago because I was like, I'm old enough to have these now. I can just yeah. buy them. But the thing is that Dragonzord is a very cool design. Yeah. Bit shit, though. What are you talking about? Did you not see his hands? He's shooting missiles all the time. What? He's got Did a I drill. Did I not see his tiny, tiny little hands? Like a T-Rex would be mocking him for those. Yeah, but a T-Rex has got three digits, whilst the dinosaur's got five on each hand. Yeah, which he can't move. Yeah, he can. He could like, just wave it up and down like he's doing a mini robot. Uh, Besides, but... his, his, his main power is his tails, his rockets, his biting action as he was munching down on that um, chimney, I think. I don't know what it is, but we'll we'll see that happen quite a lot. Oh yeah! Any time they use the dragon sword in an evil way, which does happen a few times for various reasons, uh, we'll always. <laughs> Wait, see that's him... that's his evil trademark. Oh, yeah. I'm so evil! I'm gonna take a bite out of this. Well, by that's his evil trademark. What I mean is, they've got one lot of footage of the dragon sword coming up from the sea, evil. And they use it every single time. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never considered biting into things being super evil. But no. He's, I mean, he is so seriously outclassed by the Megazord. And even the T-Rex. The mm. Megazord just... I know in the Japanese one, it is just Daijujin basically toying with him at that point. And just been like, mm. yeah, f*** you. I'm going to throw you into things. I'm going to toss you around. Yeah. But I mean... The Dragon Sword doesn't stand a chance. It's rubbish. No, I. Uh, yes. I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to listen to you. You're you're destroying everybody's childhood memories. I might be, thing. but the Dragon Sword fares so badly in this fight. It's ridiculous. 
It was pretty cool how it got chucked into the mountain. That was an amazing, amazing shot. Oh, lovely. I mean, it's spoiled slightly by the fact that you can see where they've pre-cut the mountain before he gets no, thrown into no, it. No, you can't. Shut up. Yeah, it's you fine. can. It's, it's, it's a masterpiece. Mm. But yeah, it, it seriously surprised me just how awful Dragonzord is in this battle. It's... He mm. barely puts up a fight. Well, he, yeah, but it doesn't matter because ultimately he gets dismantled and gets reassembled into the... What was it called? It was the Dragonzord in fighting... I'm sure it had a different name than that in in the series. No, dra- Dragon Dragonzord Dragon in fighting mode doesn't roll off the tongue at all. There's the Dragonzord in battle mode. There's also the um, Mega Dragonzord at one yeah, point, I thought which is was, slightly I thought different. That was what it was called. No, that's slightly different, and I'm guessing they're going to reveal that toy combination in a different bit but yeah because i mean let's face it that final five minutes as i alluded to at the end of yesterday it just is a toy commercial both in Dew ranger and in power rangers yeah it's just like okay we've got the dragon zord now everybody morph show off your poses let's show off the zords the new zords see show what the new zords can do all we need now is a price tag at the corner of the screen yeah, and a telephone absolutely. number for you to call yeah it definitely you know it's just such a blade i mean i know all of Power Rangers is a toy commercial. That's one of the reasons it survived, one of the reasons it exists. Yes. You know, cer- certainly over here, the toys are a lot more popular and successful than the series is. Mm-hmm. The series languishes on some Freeview channel pop, I think it is these days. But the toys are one of the biggest sellers. I, I was really surprised, actually, that Zhu Ranger did the same thing. Because having been quite familiar with this episode over the years, I always yeah. assumed that it was just kind of cobbled together to go hey buy the toys but nope the japanese episode used the exact same footage the exact same thing wow so the american guys didn't have to do very much in the end they just cut and paste the entire shot basically yeah yeah but i mean it's still cool it's still a nice ending it's like yeah they're now a team of six they got the big zords i'm sure they're gonna be unstoppable because let's face it they've always been unstoppable anyway this is the first real challenge they've received Mm. i'll tell you one thing i felt a bit weird the Green Ranger's been defeated. He said, he's sorry, I want to be a good guy. So he joins the team and then they assemble the Megazord. I felt like it needed a bad guy to face. And then I had to remind myself, no, no, the Green Ranger was the bad guy. They yep. defeated the bad guy. <laughs> but it's like the Megazord's all ready to go, but it's got nothing to fight at this episode. It, it felt janky, you know what I mean? But that's the whole that's the whole point of it. It's a toy commercial. They're not fighting anyone. Yep. They're literally just showing off the Zords. It makes no sense, but it's kind of cool anyway. Yep. Yeah. The fact that the more you say that, and if you keep saying it's a toy commercial, then the more it makes sense, and the more it makes me want to buy the toys. <laughs> yeah, very expensive now. Um, I've got to say, when Tommy looks at the Dragon Zord and goes, "Oh man, it's awesome!" I'm like, "Oh, can we have him back as evil?" I preferred him then, with his st- even with a stupid laugh. And I have to say. I don't know if it's the worst, but it's certainly one of the most notorious bits of ADR ever to grace Power Rangers. When they're in their Zords and Jason goes, give it up, Tommy. And then Tommy, in inverted commas, goes, no way. That does feel a bit weird. There there was something that stuck out there. Well, what stuck out was it clearly wasn't Jason David Frank. It was a very poor line recording. Wow. Is that actually what happened? or is it? Well, I I don't know. I don't know. You can hear it's definitely not Jason David Frank. If you put in the clip... Let's let's just listen to it one more time. Give it up, Tommy! 
No way! <laughs> I mean, come on! Oh, God! <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, wow. Was Jason just not available at the time? They went, oh, um, quick, get the intern. Can you do it? I honestly you do a don't know. Tommy accent? I mean, I don't know if that was like a temp line put in by the director or someone, and they just never got round to recording the ADR over it. Uh, some people have speculated that's the dragon sword talking because obviously you're not looking at Tommy at that point. You're looking at a shot of the dragon sword. No, that doesn't make any sense because they've no, never doesn't. established in the Power Rangers that the Zords can talk. No, I mean it's just a terrible line recording. It's yeah. yeah. I still don't know how the Zords came back. They came rising from the lava as they play the footage of them sinking <laughs> in reverse. Don't think I didn't spot that, you cheeky buggers. I we knew tried you to get it past you. Yeah. I mean, the Zordon's first act is just to basically wake up and send the Power Rangers into hell to get the Zords. <laughs> no, that's not quite true. Although that would have been amazing if that was true. But I mean, as clunky as the whole Gyatron stuff is in G-Ranger, it at least makes sense. Absolutely, they establish the rules beforehand, and they follow the rule, their own rules. Yeah, unlike the Power Rangers, they just didn't mention that Gyatron is in lava. You know, yeah. So that kind of bugged me. And then there's the bit where Zordon says the prophecy has been fulfilled. Yep. What the f- are you talking about? Yeah, could, it would have really helped if he told them about this. Oh no, wait, hold on. Come to think of it, there there was a slight mention of a prophecy. Rita mentions it. I'm sure she does. Like at the beginning of this whole saga. Well, they've clearly got different prophecies because Zordon's one ends well. Yeah, that's true. I think I think he's just making this up as he goes along and just says, "Yeah, yeah, I I predicted that totally. I called it. <laughs> mm, yeah. I guess this is why they had to." write Zordon out of the five episodes because it would have been over in like an episode and a half if they hadn't. He knows what's going on the whole time. He's like, destroy the sword, you'll all become a team. Um, Yeah, done. Super, super short saga. And actually, I I will say this. The entire saga, as enjoyable as it is, to me, it's a three-episode saga being stretched out over five episodes. But hey, just like the teenagers apparently did... We persevered. When Zordon says that at the end, I'm like, um, does anyone want to mention the bit where we all gave up? Let's let's just keep, should we just keep quiet about that one? Shh, shall no, we? It's, it's fine. That didn't happen. What are you talking about? Shut yeah. up. And yeah, we, we, it, we're awesome. We're awesome teenagers. <laughs> Nothing went wrong. We didn't give up hope at all. We knew you were coming back. And then Zordon's like, don't give your identity to anyone. And if I was Tommy, I would have been like, um. Yeah, about that. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Um, we might have a bulk and skull problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know. Oof. I mean, they saw me. They saw me shoot green lasers out of my eyes, and 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 when I was at the gym talking to Kimberly, my eyes lit green in front of everyone at the Juice and Gym Bar. Oh, so, it's okay. What whatever happens in the Gym and Juice Bar, just it, that just washes over people. Like the earthquake that happened in the previous episode. Well, exactly. Yeah. I think maybe Zordon's put some kind of spell on the command the Jim and Juice bar. And I suppose my final point about the episode is, when the hell did Billy get time to make him a communicator? Yeah, that's probably just the first prototype that he's got to break. But it's green! Yeah, well, green's a prototype colour. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess that it probably was a backup communicator. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you make a backup in case someone breaks them? I mean, look at these guys. One of them is eventually going to mess up that. Absolutely. And 
I like your explanation better than mine. But I still don't know why it's green and how he managed to get it green so quickly. Did he just like, oh, I'm just going to pop off to the toilet. And then when he did, he sort of quickly just like got out a marker, green marker pen. <laughs> just like, zip, zip, zip. <laughs> hey, Tommy, have this. <laughs> Uh, this was the yellow one. But I <laughs> colour it in now. No, I mean this. Yeah, another Trini, you're gonna have to hold on to me from now on. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up. Let's rate this episode. I'll let you go first. I'm just gonna keep it short and sweet. This is the best episode of Power Rangers bar none today. I mean, everything, it was perfect in every single way. Even though we were pointing out a lot of the problems, it didn't matter. I enjoyed it so much. There was so much action, so much excitement, so many toys in shot. I, I Beginning to end, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm giving this a full six out of six power coins. Excellent. Okay. I mean, I don't think I enjoyed it quite as much as you did, or quite as much as yesterday's one. Mm-hmm. You know, I I liked the whole kind of bleak, bad stuff going down vibe of yesterday. This one, obviously, is the final episode. It's it's still a great episode. I feel like there's too much that doesn't get explained, the whole Zords coming back thing. It's just pulled out of the backside. There's not even a line of explanation. You know, Dragon Zord turns out to be a bit of an anticlimax, although as a kid... I mean, as a kid, I would have given this episode a full... Like, 10 out of 6 power coins. Yeah, yeah. I think as an adult, I'm going for a 5. 5 out of 6 power coins? Yeah, it doesn't quite hit Ooh. my sensibilities in the same way as yesterday's, but it's still bloody awesome. Good. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to say. It's good. <laughs> yep. What do you guys think of the, of the Green Ranger saga as a whole? I think, as Grax said, it's a fantastic three episodes spread over five. But we've really had some golden stuff at the end here. You know, they saved the best for last. Indeed. Indeed. So, yeah, tweet us at RangerPod. Email us, therangerpod at gmail.com. And we'll be back to our normal Wednesday schedule as of next week. Once a week. Phew, thank yep. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us this week. We hope you got as much of a kick out of this saga as we did. Indeed. And all I can say is we'll see you on Wednesday for some shell shock fun. And I think it'll take us a while to get over the shell shock of this saga. Mm. This week of five episodes in a row. So join us next week for the trouble with shell shock. I've been PDT. I've been Grax. Signing off. See you later.